Hi there, welcome to another King's Daily and really good to be with you again. And we are um, in the book of Psalms and in Psalm 89 today. It's quite a long psalm, so I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but it was a psalm that comes at the end of what's known as book three of the psalms and likely written at a time of national distress where um, David's kingdom, David who was king of Israel and so many promises made about him and what God would do in his life and through uh, his, his line, as it were, um, uh, and yet now here it seems like David's kingdom is crumbling and we start to read this um, in, in book three of the Psalms, in Psalm 79 verse one. It says, the nations have invaded your inheritance. Jerusalem is in ruins. It's not prospering in the way that maybe they thought that God had promised it would do. And in Psalm 89 as well, in verses 38 to 45, you get this sort of, hey, things are not looking good. Things are not working out. And he says things like, you've cast his throne to the ground. That's not good. Verse 46, how long, O Lord, must this go on? Um, verse 49, where are your former loving kindnesses that you swore to David in your faithfulness? So they're questioning God. God, where are you in this? Things are not panning out the way we thought that you had promised. And this word faithfulness is a recurring word throughout this psalm in verse 1, 2, 5, 8, and then at the end in verse 33 and 49. And when someone is faithful, what are we saying in that? We're saying that they are trustworthy. They are worthy of our trust. We can trust them. And um, even though th David's throne is being threatened here, even though things don't look good, um, God's faithfulness, he says in verse 5, is still all-encompassing. It surrounds him. In verse 8, sorry, says that, that it surrounds him. And it's like that God's um, faithfulness runs like a thread through this psalm, kind of from the be at the beginning and at the end, kind of holding all the questioning and the doubts maybe and the difficulties together that they're facing as they see Jerusalem in ruins and things not working out and David's throne going down the hill rather than up the hill and, uh, and it not working out. And this faithfulness of God runs like a thread um, through this psalm, through the psalms and ultimately through the Bible. And it's a thread as we follow it. We, it leads us to Jesus where the promises of God would ultimately be fulfilled, that they would be fulfilled in a more incredible, amazing, um, expansive way, unexpected way in Jesus. Um, that's where the promises of God would be fulfilled. 2 Corinthians 1.20 in the New Testament says, all the promises of God, every promise of God are yes and amen in Christ. They're fulfilled in Jesus. And so this thread leads us to Christ and we see Jesus in this psalm as well, verse 3, where it says, I'll establish your seed forever. Um, going right back to Abraham, beginning of the Bible, that God talks about that through your seed the nations will be blessed. That, um, and, and Jesus, we learn in the New Testament, is that seed, the one who is born into the world, the one who fulfills all the promises of God. Uh, verse 20 says, I've anointed him, talking about David and his, his king, but pointing to Jesus. Um, the anointed one, that's where we get the word Christ and Messiah from. Um, Jesus read out Isaiah 61 um, at the beginning of his ministry. He, he stood up and, and um, declared who he was, what he was going to do. What, and uh, he refers back to Isaiah 61, which says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to those who are captive and bound up and messed up, those who are blind to bring sight to. Um, and this is what Jesus came to do, 
to bring the wonderful grace and mercy of God into our lives, to show us what God is really like, and to set us free from the things that that bind us, that keep us trapped, that mess us up, that destroy our lives and destroy others' lives as well. Jesus came to set us free from those things. It points us to the cross, it points us to the resurrection. Verse 26 says, He will cry to me, You are my Father. Um, you don't see that kind of language in the Old Testament that much really, you know, an individual crying to God, my Father. And yet Jesus in the New Testament, we start to see him relating to God in that unique way. And he gets criticized for it, saying, my Father, I and my Father are working to this very day. He puts himself on par with God in this unique relationship with God as my Father. And wonderfully, he says that, teaches us to pray. When you pray, pray our Father. He brings us into that wonderful relationship with him. But it's through Jesus that promise is fulfilled. In verse 27, it says, I shall make him the highest of all the kings of the earth. And again, this thread of God's faithfulness of what he would do points us to Jesus. The one in Philippians 2 that says that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. It points us to the one king that we bow before. So Jesus is the one who delivers on these promises. It seems like it's maybe failed. It seems like God isn't coming through. But the psalmist here leans into God's faithfulness. No, God, you are faithful. You'll do what you promised. I don't know how it's going to work out. When all seems lost, when things seem to be going in the other direction, when we're struggling, when we're facing things that we can't see a way through, um, this psalm encourages us to, to lean into the faithfulness of God, allow that thread of God's faithfulness to lead us to Christ and see the promises that God will deliver on there, even through death, God will bring us through that. He is wonderfully faithful and we continue to trust in him. And the faithfulness of God, I think, breathes hope into the most desperate of situations. But also in verse 5, it says that, that his faithfulness is to be uh, celebrated. It says, the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. Your faithfulness also. It leads to praise. It leads to thankfulness to God. His faithfulness is to be celebrated, sung about, shared, and be shaped by in our lives as well. And my prayer today is just in the same way that the faithfulness of God runs through this psalm, runs through the, the Psalms and through the Bible and leads us to Christ that we would know the faithfulness of God sort of running like a thread through the story of our lives as well and pray that you know that wonderful faithfulness of God today. Bless you loads, good to be with you and see you soon.